that's what Keith Moore says, that we have an anointing to be so blessed that even the blessed people will call us blessed. There is no limit to what God can do in our lives. There is no too rich, there's not too much, there's not too healthy, there's not too loved, right? There is no limit to what God desires to do in each one of our lives. Um, so yeah, I have two words for two people, and then we're going to preach the message. Uh, Crystal, you're the first person. Hey, everybody. You can stand up. You stand up. Um, so today in worship, I'm just asking the Lord, Lord, what do you, uh, what do you want to say? <sighs> Let me just take a breath. I was really rocking on the drums. Sorry? I wrote it in the card that I gave him. Yes. Um, Crystal, I, uh, hey, how are you? Nice to see you. We'll make you stand as long as possible. <clears throat> um, and so as we were in worship, I was just asking the Lord what he wanted to say. Uh, and the Lord drew my attention uh, to your angel. And she was wearing a nurse's outfit. Um, and I'm not saying that you're going to go be a nurse. Um, although, hey, if the Lord's speaking to you, whatever. But um, I was asking the Lord then, you know, Lord, what are, you, what are you trying to say? And I believe that what the Lord just began to speak to me about is that there is a, a like a, um, a desire in your heart for the Lord to begin to use you. Um, and and uh, it's almost like that thing of sometimes when we look at ourselves, we can say like, oh, I see this person and they're doing this and this person and doing this. And it's almost like difficult sometimes to identify in ourselves what it is we have to give. You know, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Like we are our own worst critics, you know, I hate to tell you, but that's the truth. Um, and I feel like just as the Lord was speaking to me, he was talking to me about this uh, and through the natural example of a nurse and what a nurse does, um, they bring aid to people. And I feel like what the Lord said was that, you know, I don't know what your testimony is. I don't know what you've come through. Um, I don't know if like you've, you know, your journey to the Lord was a crazy journey. Um, but I feel like what the Lord said is that as you begin to share and open up and, and talk about your testimony of what God has brought you through, that what it's going to do is it's going to be like a nurse when they, they meet with a patient, uh, that they're going to, like there's going to be an anointing on your testimony and in the love that God is going to cause to overflow from your heart, um, that as you begin to speak to people in that, what's going to happen is that people's wounds where they have gone through or are currently going through situations that you have gone through, it's like your angel is going to go and begin to bind up the wounds in that person. Um, and so I feel like that, and sometimes it seems really simple, like, okay, so you mean like all I'm going to do is talk about what I've gone through and how God is good to me? Yes, absolutely. That is the essence of the gospel of what it is, is that as you begin to release the authority that you have because of the victories that you've won in your life, that as you talk to people, there's an anointing there, and that anointing is the thing that goes and does the work. Does that make sense? Okay, so just shut your hands for order. Heavenly Father, we bless Crystal, Lord, in, in everything that you're doing. Um, I feel like what the Lord is saying is like, it's a season for you to stop doubting yourself. Um, you know, there was a season where it was cool, you know, and God was like, yeah, sure, doubt yourself, do whatever. Um, but what the Lord is saying is like, that season is up for you to doubt yourself and to doubt what God has put on the inside of you. Um, it's almost like, you know, there's something great in there, but it's like maybe your history or things or situations make you want to feel like, well, oh, that can't be true that I could do something great. What the Lord is saying is like, he's the one that has awakened in you the desire to do great things. And it's time for you to stop doubting yourself and to begin to take the necessary steps to do those great things. And so Heavenly Father, we bless her with that, Lord. We bless her with the anointing that you have given to her 
um, that's without repentance. Lord, you've called her to be the woman that she is and the person that she is, and you put her in this family to have the function that she has. And so we bless her and we release her out into the great things that you've called her to. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, yay, bless you. Next person, Mike Brady. What's up, dude? Yeah, Stan, please. Um, so when I was uh, just in worship, and I'm just obviously, like I said, I was just seeing what the Lord wanted to say. Uh, the Lord drew me to your angel, and I saw that he was dressed um, in what looked like a shepherd's clothing. I don't know, I was like crying the whole time. I'm like, the Lord is talking about this, so I'm maybe just going to cry through it. Um, but I saw him, and he was dressed in a shepherd's outfit, and it was kind of like funny, because like, I'm so used to like, you're dressed like really cool all the time. Like, you're like one of my people. I'm like, Mike Brady looks so cool. How does he do it all the time? Um, but this guy was like dressed in like these old whatever, like looked like an old school shepherd. Um, and um, as I'm talking to the Lord about it, and I'm asking him, you know, what it was, I, I feel like, I want to say that it was your angel, but the other part of me, I wanted to, like, the way that I felt was like Jesus, um, excuse me, that Jesus was the, like the angel. I don't, it's, I don't know how to explain it, but it was like he was there, even though I knew it was your angel, it was like Jesus was in the angel or he was in Jesus. I don't know, but it was like the two of them were together, and I heard the Lord, what he did was he began to, um, Speak Psalm 23 over you. Um, and I'm going to read it over you the way that I heard him say it. If I can get through it. He said this. He said, Mike, I am your shepherd and you shall not want. I have made you to lie down in green pastures and I will lead you beside the still waters. I will restore your soul. I have led you in the paths of righteousness for my name's sake. And even though it may seem like you're walking through the valley of the shadow of death, because I'm with you, you will fear no evil. For you are with me, and I am with you. My rod and my staff, they will comfort you. I have prepared a table before you in the presence of your enemies, and I have anointed your head with oil, so much so that your cup will run over. I promise you. that goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life and that you'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Oh, that's all I'm going to say for that. <laughs> so stretch your hands to him. Oh. You know, sometimes the Lord just lets you in. I'm sure you've all experienced this, like little glimpses of just how much he loves us. And it's actually annoying. What's <laughs> so good at the same time. So Heavenly Father, Lord, we just bless Mike. Lord, Lord, you have called him to be a strong, anointed, prosperous, qualified man. 
Lord, and I'm just declaring, Lord, I remember the Lord just reminded me the last time I gave you a word, maybe like a year ago, and he was talking to me just about like the leaves and being planted. And I, and I feel like that. I feel like you have really done that to just plant your life with the Lord. And I feel like what the Lord is saying, just that as you continue down this road, that the, this scripture is a promise to you that God is going to be with you and for you in everything that you do. And so, Heavenly Father, we bless him with that right now, Lord. We call out the destiny and the purpose and the plans and the understanding, God, that you have called, of everything that you have called him into. Lord, we declare, God, that he steps into a season of ease and sweatless victory. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, my apologies. If you don't know, you're probably like, what the heck is wrong with this guy? Why is he crying? He's just reading the Bible. Um, I don't know why. Um, okay, so I'm going to preach now. Um, oh, yeah, you can start that timer. I'm, like, way off now, but okay. Anyways, I really feel like the Lord wanted to do that. I apologize, um, but I knew that the whole day, this is a, it's a supernatural service. Um, I feel like the Lord spoke to me about, as I was just preparing last night, I was just worshiping, that um, the Lord told me that Jesus was coming to service today and that what he was going to do was he was going to begin to restore hope in people's hearts. Um, and so, you know, Holy Spirit, we just do that right now. I feel like there's really nothing that I can say that's going to do what he wants to do today. I actually have this amazing message that I want to preach two times, and every time I want to preach it, I just feel like the Lord wants to do something else. And so we just invite you, Holy Spirit, just to come right now and to do everything that you want to do. You know, one of the things about revivals is uh, there's actually very little preaching that happens that the Holy Spirit just kind of like takes over and, you know, he's taking over me. You're like, he has not taken over me. I don't know what you're doing, man. But a lot of the times, this is just what it feels like. And so, and I just want to say that, like, you could be comfortable in this because whether you know it or not, God is doing something on the inside of you. All that God is looking for us to have and to be is just willing to do what God wants us to do. And as we're willing to just be those people, God comes in and does the work for us. And that's really what's so amazing about being a Christian is that, there's not that much pressure on us to be great or to do great things. It's like, as we just submit and allow God to work through us and we just do what he tells us to do and follow where he tells us to go, he may, like, he's the one, like you read the scriptures, like promotion comes from him and he's the one that opens the doors and he's the one that gives the promise and he's the one that fulfills the promise. It's like, you know, I guess I'm just along for the ride and that's the truth and that's the beauty of it. And sometimes when we're in these atmospheres, it's more so, you know, rather than feeling like you're going to hear something great, but it's just letting your heart be open and say, Holy Spirit, I just want what you want. Amen. Okay. So Holy Spirit, we just invite you into this place and we thank you so much for everything that you've done in our lives. Lord, as you are, I'm just seeing that, oh, as you're doing that, Lord, right now, just you're drawing us closer just as, a, as a family, Lord. You're drawing us closer into that field. Just our fullness and everything that you desire to do in us and through us. Lord, like the Song of Solomon, that you are, you are the one who's wooing us and drawing us. 
And so we just welcome you in this place right now, Holy Spirit. We know that one word from you can change our lives and our destinies forever. And so we want to hear from you in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, uh, I'm going to do my best to preach this message, even though I have very little time left. <sighs> Just close your eyes, actually, again. <laughs> and to say this, say, I choose, as an act of my will, to lose from my soul anything that would try to hinder me from achieving and being everything that God has asked me to be. Say, I choose, as an act of my will, to bind to my soul the fullness of who God is, the completion of the cross, and the finality of my destiny. Say, I am a child of God, a son or daughter of the King, and I can do the impossible. In Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. All right. So I love what Liz did last week when she was talking about the significance of the day. Uh, and so I did that. So March 29th is a very significant day because Bruce Willis was born today. <laughs> Just kidding. I really want to know cool stuff like that, but I'm like searching and I'm thinking, Bruce, you're, there's something special about him. Okay. Um, so let's read uh, Philippians 3. Um, we're going to read it again, because I'm trying to get through this message about uh, the simplicity of the gospel, and the simplicity of who God is, and the simplicity of how easy it is for us to be everything that God has asked us to be. You know, one of the things that religion has done so effectively is make us continually feel like being and having all of the promises of God is going to require us to live this life long uh, experience of struggle and suffering and, you know, that it's going to be difficult and that God is judging our every move and every one of our motives. That's not true. You know, the Lord said this to me last night. I have this like way deep in my notes. And he said this to me last night. He said, you know, Alex, it takes just as much faith not to believe as it does to believe, right? We are all believing in something, right? whether you are believing in lack or you're believing in prosperity, it takes equal amounts of faith in order to believe in each one of those things. And all that requires, that, that God has required of us is, is one thing, and it's to choose to just believe what God says is the truth, okay? The simplicity of the gospel is just that, that Jesus, when he came and died, he actually did everything that was necessary in order for you to live inside of the fulfilled promise of God for your life. That when we put this banner up here, the year of great harvest, we could put that up there and prophesy it over every single one of you and over ourselves, because we know in complete assurance of one thing, that everything that this is to you, maybe it's health, prosperity, it's a renewed marriage, it's children, whatever it is, we already know that God's answer to whatever question you might have about your future has already been answered 2,000 years ago as yes. God is not wondering whether or not he is going to hear or answer your prayers. He's not in heaven wondering whether or not he's going to send help or finances or healing. 
2,000 years ago when Jesus died on the cross, he already answered that question for us, and his answer was a resounding yes. Yes, I want you to be prosperous. Yes, I want you to be healthy. Yes, I want you to live an amazing life. Our only responsibility, no, it's not to make those things happen. No, it's not to try and figure them out. My only responsibility is to actually believe that when Jesus died on the cross, he did what he said that he did. If I can believe that one single fact, I'm guaranteed a hundred percent in every situation of my life that I will live in and through the promise and the fulfillment of the cross regardless of the way things look. It may not seem easy right now, but because of the cross, I know that my end is good. That's what the New Testament, the message of faith is all about. It's not about figure out how to get good enough or smart enough or figure out how to do the right things or say your confessions in just the right way. It's not about that. The message of faith is do whatever you got to do to believe that Jesus did what he said he did. And then when you believe that Jesus did what he said he did, you're going to experience what Jesus said that he did. And we call that faith. But all as it is, is I'm choosing no longer to believe with my five physical senses. Now I'm choosing to believe with what God said is the truth. Now, do you have to do things? Yes. But doing the things is not what's getting God to move. Doing the things is getting you to the place where I believe more in what Jesus did on the cross than I believe in what has happened to me historically in my life. I tell you something, most of the time we are not fighting against the devil. In fact, I don't think really maybe I fought against the devil once in my life. Other than that, all I'm fighting against are the negative situations that have happened to me in the past that are now doing their best to determine the way that I feel about my future. And so the way from that, that I determine in myself that I'm going to change my future is I have to get rid of the disappointment and the fear of failure that I have because I think that maybe God didn't show up in my past. That's all. You see, the devil has tried to make it like, you know, we're like weaving ourselves through this maze and I'm trying to figure out where to go and how do I find? That's not what's happening. I was telling the interns, my favorite scripture is, I forget where it is now, but wherever it is, I know the scripture. I just don't know where it's found. It's this, right? The scripture that says, for I will never leave you and I'll never forsake you. Right? I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. The answer that you're looking for is with you right now. And his name is Jesus. And if you will just believe him more than you believe your situation. Now, is it hard? Yeah. It's hard. It's difficult when life is screaming at you and situations are screaming at you. It's hard to discipline my mind to think about what God says rather than the situation. But that's the only part that's actually hard.
The challenge in our life is to simply, like the scripture says, to bring every thought into captivity, subjection, to check it against what the word says. And if it's not in the word, I'm going to choose not to think it. So Philippians 3, uh, 12, you could go there. And I'll close with this. I'll close with my intro. He says this. You know, this is, I think it's funny because it makes me laugh, but I knew this was going to happen. And I've heard this amazing long message last night. I promise it's amazing. Like, if you could read this, it would blow your mind. Okay. But I knew this was going to happen because I feel like what God is doing right now in this season is he is requiring us to act. That there is, let me tell you this, and I, it's frustrating as a preacher to have this understanding. There is nothing that I'm going to say to you this morning Like, I could whoop it up. You know I could do that, right? I mean, you know I could get you cheering and hollering. I could make you laugh. There is nothing that I could say to you this morning that can change any situation of your life. The only thing that you can do to change the situation in your life is choose to do and act on what the Word tells you to do. I have this amazing analogy of a personal trainer. And, uh, you know, somebody could come to me and they could be like, you know, Alex, I really want to get into shape. And, you know, you might not know anything about working out, right? You might not even know the difference between a dumbbell and a doorbell, right? Like, you might not know anything. (laughs) Boom. See, Danielle, I told you that joke would work. (laughs) Woo! (laughs) She gave me the pity laugh last night. She's like, I knew it would kill. All right. That's right. Let's get back to my analogy. Okay. Uh, So you could come to me and ask me to help you work out. And and I could, you know, I could go meet with Arnold Schwarzenegger. And I could find out everything that he did to, you know, get in shape the way that he got into shape. And I could give you the workout plan, you know, and I could buy you a gym membership. And I could teach you how to eat and what to eat and when to eat. And I could tell you the optimum time. And I could give you the supplements. And, but did you know that you could have all the potential in order to get in shape? That there is, you know, if I gave you all of those things, there would be no limitation for you to get in shape. In fact, I could give you those things and guarantee to you that if you just do this, Just do what I'm telling you to do. I 100% guarantee to you that it's going to get you into shape. All that stuff could, you know, you could sleep with it and you could call me every day and tell me how thankful you are that I did all those things for you. But you know, if you never pick up a dumbbell, you could have all the potential in the whole world Like you could have the most perfect genetics to be a bodybuilder. And if you'd never pick up a weight, you will never. Can I emphasize this? You will never get into shape. That is exactly what Jesus did for us on the cross. He gave us everything that we would need 
in order to live this, the year of the great harvest, in my life today. He did it all. Everything that you need, he has done. In fact, just like going to the gym, you didn't, if I gave you a program, you wouldn't even have to think about anything. I would make it and do it and teach you and I would show you and I would give you examples. Isn't that what the Bible is all about? Examples to us of what it looks like for you to do the things in order to live the way that God has asked us to live. But unless we choose to actually discipline ourselves, just like in working out, nothing in my life will ever change. You know that I could even, you or if I give you a program, you could even go to the gym and spend eight hours at the gym walking around and just because you go to the gym or in Christianity we call it church, it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean that anything in your life is going to change because I don't have the authority in your life in order to make things change. Listen, I spent hours yesterday doing this. Yeah, you can clap for me for that. Yeah, well, thank you. This cannot change you. The fact that somebody else is living by faith and doing great things is not going to change you. It's not going to change me. What changes us is when we choose, like what it says here, Philippians 3.12. Not that I have already attained or that I'm already perfected, but I press on. What? This is all that God is asking us to do. Will you choose to press on? When it gets hard, will you press on? When you get bored of your confession, will you press on? When you go to bed a little bit too late and your alarm clock goes off in the morning, will you press on? You see, this is what Paul is saying right? Not that, not that I'm perfect or the reason that I do great things is because there's something amazing about me. What makes me amazing is that regardless of the situation, I choose to always press on. That I may what? Lay hold of that for which Christ has also laid hold of for me. So what's he saying? He's making a direct correlation between the fact that I press on and when I press on, that is the thing that allows me to attain the promise that Jesus already has set for me. Not that he's special. Not that he was given a special anointing. No. He chose to do in every situation whatever was necessary to make sure that his focus was on the word rather than on his situations. He says as brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do do, I forget those things which are behind, and I reach toward the things that are ahead. Can I tell you something? Do that. Stop spending so much time thinking about all the things that, that it, all the times that things didn't work, and start to focus on the excitement of what your life is going to be like when things do start to work. Stop talking about, to your friends or family or husband or wife, all the things that are wrong. Hang on, just check this revelation. And start talking about all the things that are right. 
Why? Because you see, this is what Paul says, is I forget the things that are behind. All the times that it didn't work, all the situations, all the times that I thought God was going to, and it didn't happen, and all the disappointment, and the dis- I'm, mis- I'm forgetting about it. And I'm choosing to focus on what is ahead. And he says this, I press towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Just close your eyes. I'm actually done. I just want to take a moment and just um, so you can work this in your prayer if that's okay. We spent some time in prayer together yesterday and I saw a picture. And it's very confirming with, with what you're sharing with us today. And I want to give you a guarantee this morning about what he's saying because I saw that. And so the Bible says, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. So God wants to do something miraculous in our lives today. I saw this picture of a bunch of people, which I would assume would be us, and I saw a big, huge mountain. And the Lord made me to know, I would see one by one, which I believe this message is provoking us on to do these things, as they would demonstrate a willing heart to run at the mountain, maybe to run at the disappointment the disillusionment, maybe to run at the circumstance. What the Lord showed me was all that person possessed as they went one by one was what Pastor Alex said, a willing heart. The mountain was big and it wasn't until the person chose to be willing and to run did they run into, it was as if once the person ran towards their mountain, Supernaturally, they would be airborne, but it wasn't, literally, it was like up in the air, the anointing of God, the supernatural ability of God would hit the willing heart and get them over. The other interesting thing, and I believe God's going to do that to us today, as your message provokes us on to go again, to press on and to be willing so we can hit the anointing of God and he will make it easy, what was once difficult. That was the word of the Lord at the beginning of this year. Though we may have tried and tried and tried, as we will stir a willing heart in us once again, God will anoint our willingness and we'll get over. The other thing that was interesting, and then I'll sit, is once each person got over, those that possessed, as the word says, a willing heart, they would get over the mountain, and I saw the most peculiar thing, And this is what I believe is waiting for us this year. On the other side of that mountain was a very small but beautiful white picket fence and a beautiful field that I believe the Lord showed me represented the promises of God for 2017. And what the Lord drew my attention to was you don't put up a little gate if you're trying to keep people out. But a little gate is very easy to get into God's not trying to keep us out of our harvest this year. God's looking for 
what Pastor Alex is asking each one of us to maybe recommit our hearts to this morning. And that is a willing heart that God will catapult us into. It will smack into the supernatural of God. And this time, we'll step in in the name of Jesus. So let's just do that this morning, just with your head bowed and your eyes closed. We're going to do that. You know, one, one word from God has enough power in it to change our life forever. And so, Heavenly Father, we do that this morning. Lord, we choose to go again. Just say that. Say, I choose as an act of my will to go again. Say, I will go again. So Heavenly Father, right now we do that, Lord, as we've expressed our will in our desire. Lord, you said that your grace would accompany us. So right now, Spirit of grace, we welcome you to say, I receive it. Say this, say, I receive all the grace that's necessary to do and be everything God has asked me to be. Come Holy Spirit. Say they say, Holy Spirit, show me what you want me to do. Spirit, show me a picture of what it looks like to live in my year of great harvest. I choose as an act of my will to loose from my soul traumatic situations of the past. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So, Father, right now, we welcome you to fill us up. Lord, where it's been difficult in the past, we declare you're making the way easy. You said that your burden is easy and your yoke is light. You said that you are the lamp to our feet and the guide and the light to our path. 